Good morning. Today we're going to start a new message series on the book of Colossians. And Colossians is a letter that was written by Paul to a church that he'd actually never been to. Um, and, and it was most likely began out of the ministry of a guy named Epaphras, who, as a result of when Paul was in Ephesus and, and sharing the gospel with people there, sharing the news of Jesus with people there. And, and the news spread throughout all of Asia, and, and Colossae was one of the places that it spread to. And, uh, and Epaphras helped found, it, found a church there. And, um, and Paul is writing this letter because a bunch of people in the church in Colossae uh, were starting to, or had been believing that you needed more than Jesus to know God and to have power over spiritual forces in the world. That you needed more than Jesus to be accepted by God and to experience salvation. You needed to observe certain uh, days and, and rituals. You needed to follow certain food rules. You, need, you needed to know specific things in addition to, to knowing Jesus. And, and Paul was writing the letter mainly to say, it's Jesus that you need and Jesus alone. And, um, and so we're going to start with uh, just this, this passage right at the very beginning. And, and as we look at this passage in Colossians 1, 1 to 8, I have a question for the young listeners out there. Um, do you have a favorite story that you love to listen to or read or watch? Is there some story that you absolutely love more than any others? And another question to follow up on that is, who gets to decide what happens in that story? Who gets to decide what happens in that story? Uh, today we're, we're going to look at this passage and th that begins this letter as Paul addresses the people of Colossae. And uh, the, the problem is they've been kind of redefining the story for themselves, the, the truth that they've been given. And Paul's reminding them, no, you need to, you need to let the author tell you <laughs> what is true and how the story is defined and, and told. And so, so listen to Colossians 1. As I read, I'm going to read uh, verses 1 to 8. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and, the, and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God and truth. Just as you learned it from Epaphras, our, fellow, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. Let's pray. Father, we pray for your spirit right now uh, to work in us as we think about your words, your words that you wrote through Paul. Um, Father, we pray that your spirit would uh, clear away any distractions, that your spirit would take your truth and highlight it for us, that your spirit would help us um, to receive what you have to say here and to, and to live differently because of who you are and what you've done. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm telling you, you're messing up the story. You're messing up the story. Now get it right. He's, uh, 
a young boy is sitting in his bed in his Chicago Bears t-shirt, and he's yelling at his grandpa. As his grandpa is just trying to read him a story. He's just stopped his grandpa in mid-story and said, she can't marry Prince Humperdinck. She has to marry Wesley. After all that Wesley has done for her, I mean, it wouldn't be fair if she didn't marry Wesley. And grandpa said, who said it, had to be, who said it has to be fair? Where is that written? Life isn't fair. And then that's what, you know, provokes this tirade from the grandson, just yelling at his grandfather, you're getting the story wrong. Tell it right. Tell it right. The scene is from The Princess Bride, and I think it reflects, you know, something that all of us struggle with. All of us struggle with. Um, we struggle with this dissatisfaction sometimes with the story of life, this desire to be the one with creative control over the story of how life, go, of how life goes. We struggle to fight for the right to tell the story the way we want to, the, to edit it the way that we want. Now, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ has come to Colossae. And many people had believed, but, but they were beginning to, or had modified the story somewhat. They had modified the story, as I, as I mentioned before. The, the, the story was, as Epaphras had transmitted it to them, that, that it was Jesus that makes them whole, that gives them life. And, and they were kind of struggling to, to, to actually really believe that and accept that. And they were, and they were kind of rewriting, <laughs> redefining the story to say, no, it's, well, it's Jesus, plus I've got to do these other things. I've got to make sure I observe these specific days and months and years. I've, I've got I've to know other certain things and, in order to, to get everything right, to have life. And Paul, as I said, his, his main kind of mission with this letter is to say, no, it's Jesus. It's Jesus that you need. And I think this is something that I think all of us struggle with. We struggle with, with as, as a person, people who, who come to know Jesus, we struggle with really believing that it's Jesus and Jesus alone that gives us what we need, that, that gives us life, that makes us right with God, that helps us to understand what life is about. And I think all of us kind of struggle to rewrite the story and say, no, these, are, these other things are important. So, so uh, Paul is writing to say, no, it's Jesus alone. And, and in this very first section, he doesn't say that here explicitly, but in this very first section, what he does is he subtly reminds them of who has the right to tell them what is true. Who has the right to tell them what, what the truth of the story really is. He reminds them that it's God. God is the author of the story. He's the author of the good news, of the gospel. And so we need to listen to him. And so he, he subtly, I think, says that in several different ways. And again, this is something that I think all of us need to hear and be reminded of, is that, that God is the author. The creator of all things, the author of all things. And we need to, to learn to, to listen to him, to, to submit to him, to surrender to him. And, and so... So I want to look at just three things here from this passage where Paul, you know, different, different things that, that God gives us as the author of the story, of our stories. And so the first thing I want to just highlight is that, that um, God has given you your role to play. As the one who is the author of all things, the author of the big story, he's given you your role to play. Um, Paul begins the letter with a statement of his authority as an apostle of Jesus Christ, right? He says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus. He's reminding them that he's, he represents Jesus. He was sent by Jesus. He has authority. 
And, and what does he say to, to kind of give weight to that authority? Well, he's an apostle of Christ Jesus, not because he chose to be. He's an apostle of Christ Jesus because of the will of God. Because of the will of God. That is how Paul saw himself. His role as an apostle. His role as one who, who needs to correct their thinking and their living as he writes this letter. It's bound up in the fact that God is sovereign and God has grabbed a hold of him and chosen him and given him this authority, given him this role. Now, we don't all have the same role as Paul, obviously. We don't. But I think Paul's reminder to us of the sovereignty of God over his life is a reminder to all of us of, of, of the sovereignty of God over all of our lives. That we may not be apostles, but we have all sorts of other roles that we play in life, that we are given in life. And we need to remember that it's God who has given us those roles. We are those things by the will of God. A lot of times I think we, we, are, we can be very um, dissatisfied or, or discontent with the role that we have in life or with some of the roles that we have in life. Or we look at other people and we're like, I wish I you know, had their their role, their life. I wish, we, I wish I had their situation, their circumstances. But your circumstances are given to you by God. When, when I was, um, I'm not sure if I'm remembering this or if I'm looking at pictures and kind of remembering by just looking at the pictures, but I was in a, I was in a play when I was like five years old, six years old. And I remember it was a play, I don't really know what exactly it was about, but it was about a bunch of animals in the forest. And so all the little kids played different animals, and, uh, and I think I was like a fox or something like that. I, I had some, you know, like fox ears made out of, uh, out of construction paper, or maybe a, a fox nose out of construction paper or something like that. And, uh, but, but I actually don't totally remember if I was a fox or not, because I just remember, even as I look back at the pictures, I just, my eyes are already dr always drawn to the trees. There were a bunch of kids that got to be trees, and they got to be like encased in cardboard, like they had this cylindrical cardboard thing that like they got to be inside of with a little cutout for their face. And I just remember being like, man, I wish it was a tree. It'd be so cool to be inside of that thing, you know? And, I, and so because I was so obsessed with wanting to be who they were, I, I, didn't even, I, I couldn't really give myself, you know, to the role of being a fox. Now, I, I, not that I should have been looking for an Oscar or anything, but I... I, I couldn't really give myself to the role because I was obsessed. I was uh, distracted by wanting somebody else's role. And I think we need to recognize that every role that we have in life is given to us by God, by the will of God. I am a brother by God's will. I'm a sister by God's will. I'm a mom by God's will. I'm single by God's will. I'm a husband. I'm a wife by God's will. I, I'm retired by God's will. I work in this specific job, you know, as an engineer, as a scientist, or as a doctor, in administration by the will of God. 